Welcome back to Judging Book Covers, your bi-weekly book club podcast where we're going through our 2019 challenge list. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, my awesome co-host is with me, Megan Griffin. How are you doing tonight, Megan? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Glad that the heat broke a little bit, even though yes. rain sucks. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty drastic for about two days, but oh, um, they throttled my my electricity and mm, mm-hmm. just let it be done yeah i don't care if we have through september just let it be done yeah i cannot wait for fall I like know. this morning when i walked to the train station it was about i think it was in the 60s and i was like yes <laughs> i'm just more I'm of ready this. for that cool breeze yeah i could have had a hoodie on i didn't because i run hot and i knew i wouldn't need one but i could have yeah. Ugh, I, like my bones are aching for it. Yeah, it's so bad. And I also, really love pumpkin spice. Uh, yes. yes. <sighs> that Starbucks in the lobby of my new building. I will be <laughs> doing the order ahead and running down for my pumpkin spice. Just See, that's have to start saving dangerous. for it now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I work actually. I guess. Theoretically, I have one in still in walking distance because mm-hmm. it used to be go downstairs and cross the streets, which blew my mind. <laughs> now it's go downstairs, walk a block. Okay. And there's a Starbucks. Nice. But man, yeah, yeah pumpkin spice latte sounds really good right now. It does. And because I just had the air conditioner on, so it's nice and cool in here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will not drink those ice. Those have to be hot. Yes. Agreed. I do not like those ice. Yeah. But since offices are usually cold, perfect. Do you want to start doing these in August, Starbucks? I'm here for you. Every part, I cannot explain, every part of my body is like, yes, fall sounds so good. I took Charlie out Saturday night, mm-hmm. about 10 o'clock at night. It was still over 90 degrees. Yeah. And he was yeah. he was happy as can be. He's like, we're outside. This is great. Yeah. I'm happy. And I was like, no. We're I'm going. unhappy. <laughs> we're going back inside. Let's yeah. do this real quick. Yep, we did a lap around the block. <clears throat> the neighbor's kids was having a pool party. Like, they had one of those kiddie pools on the mm-hmm. sidewalk. And I was like, that is the best idea. Yeah. So. so, do you walk by restaurants that have, like, dog bowls out of water, you know, of water for any passing dogs yeah. or visiting dogs? Does Charlie drink out of those bowls? Um, n- there are not any near uh, okay. our... Cause the nearest restaurant's a couple blocks away. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. There's one that we walk by a lot of times and they have it out. Um, and most times Chief Brody will walk up and he'll sniff it and he kind of like turns his nose up at it and he's like, let's go. <laughs> and just we walk away. I'm like, uh, are you too good for this water, sir? <laughs> like, See, it's hot as shit. You sure you don't want any? <laughs> Charlie's more likely to be like, mm, I'm scared of that. Oh, no. baby. <laughs> like, I think I've told you this story that I bought him one of those water bottles that's got the jug so it's kind of, you know, can last for a few days and stays mm-hmm. like fresh. Terrified. Absolutely Aww. terrified of it. Puppy, why? <laughs> why? Poor baby. He's also become a dragon and oh. instead of hoarding gold as a dragon does, he hoards my clothes. And it's just... Okay. I tried to do laundry and... Really quick, I put all of it in front of the TV because I was like, every time I look at it, then I have to, you know, yes. I see it, I end up folding it and hanging it up. It's great. Well, he was like, yes, here's a new spot for me to lay down. So as I started <laughs> shifting it to the couch, 
just hang it up. He was very distraught and Aww. had no idea where to be. And which is like, but these are mine. You stole my pile. <laughs> my treasure. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell, but he's laying oh, on yeah. the dress right now. Oh, I couldn't. I, I could see like the blanket. So I was like, he and something else I couldn't quite make out. But I was like, yeah. he just likes to be on cloth, which Chief Brody, same. Or like he likes to be on it. And a lot of times he just likes to burrow and yes. like just wrap himself up, even when it's real hot. He likes to burrow. I don't understand dogs at all, but hey. Doesn't always cute. use that bed that I bought him for burrowing like he's supposed to. <laughs> like, you can go in it and then be covered. He does that sometimes. Other Most of the time, if you walk out and he's on that bed, he's on the outside. So the flap is kind of on him, but he's not covered. He, and he just looks up at you like, yeah, this is where I'm laying. That's this how I'm using me. it. Yep. <laughs> so I get hair on the inside and the outside. Oh, that's, you yeah. Know. It's that time of year for yeah. sure. It is easy to clean. Like it, you can brush it off, and then it zips. Like the cover zips on and off. Hey, how was your twenty four and forty eight? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Air conditioner blasting. We did go out. We went out to my favorite tea place for breakfast on Saturday. It was I walked outside and was like, "Why did we do this?" Oh, because I wanted tea. <laughs> And grapes. Um, And read a little bit there. And then we went to a bar on Sunday. And both of us, Chris and I, both read and drank. But for the most part, there was a lot of inside. Um, So actually, to kind of lead into that, I had said I was going to finish The Last Days of the Incas and the sonnets that I have by Edna St. Vincent Millay. I did not finish The Last Days of the Incas yet. I have like two chapters left. That's awesome. But dear God, like as I'm reading it, I'm just like, you fucking Spaniard. (laughs) and your stupid armor and your smallpox and your horses and I know how this is going to turn out for the Incas and I'm just I just want them to not trust you because they you know came in lying about how they want to be friends and yay yeah um and and I think I know how it turns out from my general memory of like social studies and in history but uh, so I have two chapters left I think the next one's called The Last Stand. So I think I think this is it. <laughs> and then it, I think the next <laughs> chapter after that is The Discovery. Um, and then I didn't actually get to the sonnets because during 24 and 48, I did a lot of the Inca one. And then I did f- actually finish a book by Isabel Allende, The Stories of Ava Luna. Good God. Oh, every nice. time. Every time, like, I would make a sound. Chris would be like, what's wrong? I was like, men just being trash. Like, <laughs> there's... <laughs> Like quite a few men in these in these short stories that I just wanted to murder. Some of whom died, some of whom did not. <laughs> oh no! Um, and then I did two audiobooks. Retta's so close to being the shit you don't even know. Which I I'm ch- glad you read that. Nobody else that I know has read it. It's it so, so good. <sighs> She's hilarious, and her obs- yes. her talking about her obsession with Hamilton is yes. perfect because we're seeing it on Friday finally. I'm so excited. Um, and then the other audiobook was Roxane Gay's Hunger, which was a very difficult oh, listen. Yeah. Especially because it's her, it's the author. But I think it's very important work that everyone should listen to yes. or read. But oh my God. Yeah, I cannot remember if I did that ebook or audiobook. Mm-hmm. But that book is not one to binge. I'm very impressed that. Yeah. 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 But I, because like, I wanted to finish it and I tried to save the audiobooks for like while I was walking the dog or doing yeah. stuff around the house. Like I got so into Retta's on Saturday. I was like, Oh, I was going to pick up my clothes for work on Monday on Sunday. I'm just going to do it now. <laughs> Cause 
because I, yeah. I can have Retta playing or like, well, I'm taking my shower. And then Roxanne Gay, I had her playing like when I like did my hair and just and I was like, all right, I have to finish this. I need to see like how this ends. So there was a lot of like Chris just looking at me like you're not reading. I was like, uh, look at my phone. <laughs> my book is going. Exactly. Um, yeah. So those are the four. Um, and then I also, I started the Scarlet Letter during that as well. So yeah. How about you? Uh, mine was really good. (laughs) I am studying for a CPCU test. So a big chunk of mine was trying to force myself to be interested in business law, Mm -hmm. which is as boring as it sounds, honestly. (laughs) Um, and it doesn't help. I've read this all before. So I was just like, "Mm, I don't want to do this again, but I did it. I got my pages. I was very proud of that. Um, I also had a huge stack of books from the library, not books, mostly comics, but I was like, okay, I pulled out a bunch of comics that I bought during comic book day. I was like, I'm going to get through some of these. I got to make a dent at least. So I finished out the Darth Vader run, mm-hmm. which is very good. Um, I have, I did the second book of Dr. Afra. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I did, uh, the 2015 Archie, which I think is okay. Toy- thompson that did that and i love her um and then i read the new buffy which mm-hmm. i had read the first issue and i collected i collected in singles but i just love trades so i got it in a trade too and um i really really love the direction that they're taking it in okay like it's it leans enough into the 90s show that if you watched it you're gonna like it but like my friend alex is reading it he didn't watch it the show in the 90s he's never watched it he's really enjoying it as well okay so awesome um, so yeah, I did that. I did the Devil Wars Prada, uh, cause uh, I'm doing, uh, an episode in a few months on a friend's podcast where we're discussing the differences between the book and the movie. Okay. And I feel like I did that. something else. I don't remember. I think that was all I did. Cool. So, I feel yeah. like you said Parkland. Oh yeah. Birth of a Movement or A Shot. A shadow of murder or swipe right for murder. <laughs> I, like, I actually have so read written down <laughs> all three of them. Cool. Uh, Parkland, despite being about school shootings, I highly recommend everybody to read it okay. or do the audiobook, whatever you want to do. It is going to make you cry. Like I had to stop it a few times and just kind of sit there and sob. Okay. But it's more about the movement that's come out of this because, and I remember when the school shooting happened, the whole thing was like, it's another school shooting. It'll be off the news by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it was still being talked about months later. And so it's kind of the, the story of how that happened and like what these kids are trying to do with their newfound freedom or mm-hmm. um, not freedom, um, fame. So, um, and it also does discuss some things like the students that aren't getting all this fame and how mm-hmm. they feel about it. And, and the fact that the school is predominantly white and how they're using their voice to help those that can't get their voice out there. And so highly recommend. Um, Shot of Murder, I don't recommend at all. I just okay. don't recommend any book that tries to use an attempted rape as just like a throwaway plot point. Oh, no. Um, and Swipe Right for Murder, I still have not wrapped around my head okay. how I feel about it. So <laughs> I read it. and did is a disappointing because it's one of my like most anticipated books this year. I've been really excited about it, oh. and it was a bit of a letdown. But oh, no, I haven't sorted out entirely. So yeah, I've read. It's been too hot. I just read it yep. so much the past two weeks. Nice, and uh, thankfully did squeeze in a Scarlet Letter. <laughs> nice, yes, we did. Mr. Hawthorne, <sighs> which 
was quite wordy in some sections. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> okay. Right, so I'm not alone in that. <laughs> um, no. No, and this not. was for our did not finish or did not like uh, challenge, basically something we were assigned yes. like in school. And I was pretty sure I had not read it, that I might have started it and not finished it. But I confused this with The House of Seven Gables. And then thinking back on, you know, the beginning chapters, I I think it might have been The House of Seven Gables that I never finished. Okay. This, I, realized, I didn't realize until I was in it, like how much I didn't know of the story. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, what did you know before going into this? I knew about the letter A, that it was for adultery and that she had to wear it because she I she slept with a guy she was not married. That's what I knew. I know the name Hester Prynne. Um, and I don't know that I knew she had a kid from it, honestly. And, and what okay. comes to mind from the Scarlet Letter is like Demi Moore in the, the yep. movie that I also yep. have not seen because then I would probably have known more. Um I remember and as my I was high reading, school teacher talking about the movie, being like, "Don't watch that movie." There that's is what Chris no said. <laughs> that's what Chris <laughs> said. He said, "Don't, don't do that." Um, and when she wouldn't name him, I was like, "Oh, did she sleep with a married guy?" And that's why, like, I did not know who the father okay. was until, like, I was like, "Okay, now I'm suspicious of you." Like, probably like 30 seconds later, once he said <laughs> how marvelous and like her heart or whatever, I wrote it down. Um, I was like, I'm suspicious of you. But then, like, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I really didn't know much about this. <laughs> um, new took place in, like, Salem, like, in Massachusetts. And uh, that's about it, that we were in colonial Massachusetts. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. How about you? Like, so, when were you assigned this book? So, I read this. Oh, I have vivid memories of this. It was junior year, American okay. Lit. Um, I had a student teacher who we, it is one of the things I do feel about, bad about today that I've actually like talked to a friend about, uh, not recently, it's been a few years now, but she ended up quitting during her student teaching and going back to her old job. Oh shit. (laughs) And like, part of me was like, were we that terrible? But my friend was like, no, she was that bad of a teacher. And Uh, um, it was a weird combination. I like I still feel a little guilty and like we were probably a bit of shitheads. But anyways, this was this in the crucible. I remember. Don't feel guilty because like then she knows this is kind of that helps you decide if you want to do this job. That's the do the student teaching. And then you really know, do I want to do this? I, I ran into her. Um, at a and an IHOP years like after I graduated <laughs> high school, and like talked to her briefly, and she was really excited to see me, really excited to talk to me. She remembered my uh, high school best friend. She called him the professor, <laughs> and she like spoke really highly of us. And I was just okay. like, oh, we hated you. Yeah, it's, it's like this weird guilt that I'm like yeah. I shouldn't feel guilty, but man, she was out of her elements ah. and like she, it was insane. But anyway, so she taught us Scarlet Letter. I don't remember if she, I think she was observing during Scarlet Letter and then taught the crucible to us Okay, or vice versa. So I remember my teacher telling us, do not watch the Demi <laughs> Moore movie. There is no bathtub scene in the book. Um, yeah, I, like that's my image of it is of that passionate whatever between the two of them. And as I'm reading, I'm like, am I getting some flashbacks? Like, <laughs> nope, what's, nope. This is a pure okay. intense story. Okay. Um, and then I, so I remembered Hester. I remembered 
that she had a daughter. Mm-hmm. And as we were, she's like, at the beginning, she's standing there with a baby. And I was like, mm, I thought the daughter, like, was a child. And then it's like, <laughs> seven years later. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I remembered who she slept with. Okay. I forgot about the whole plot of the ex-husband. Or oh, the wow. husband. Okay. Because, um, yeah, like, she comes out. She's on the scaffold. Everybody's, like, not throwing tomatoes, but might as well. And I was like, yeah. what the hell happens in this book until the man dies? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like and then I finished the book and I was like, I mean, lots of words. Yeah, I still don't quite remember what <laughs> happened in between these two things here, but okay. Yeah. There's a story. So. Um, I didn't realize she was married. Like, yes. when I, I thought that maybe she's married. It was a married man. That's why she's not telling. Or that he was not married and she just loved him so much she was going to protect him because they were going to do stuff to him too, like punishment and stuff. And yeah. she was trying to save him. So. I do think she loved him. Um, mm-hmm. And I knew, so I knew she was married and I knew the husband for some reason wasn't in the picture. For some reason, I assumed he was out at sea and died. I think mm-hmm. I, I remembered that he came back, but I think I thought he came back towards the end. And then it's like the guy that's saying shh in the crowd is like, oh shit, is that her husband? <laughs> it was one of those things. I was like, I kind of remember this. Um, but it was really fun to see on Goodreads because there's not a lot of people who haven't Ooh. at least tried to read this at some point that in their is life. Finished. Um, <laughs> And actually, a friend of mine posted and was talking about how he read it last year, and it he loved it. He was, and he mm. talked about how he had read it several times beforehand, never really clicked with him, but for whatever reason, last year it like really took him away. Oh. Um, so Good yeah. So when you read it in high school, did you finish it, or do you think um, you finished it? Yeah. I think I read most of it in high mm-hmm. school. I remember liking The Crucible more. I remember this was a slog. Mm. So I will say that after he dies, mm-hmm. uh, there's like another chapter. I didn't remember any of that. <laughs> to the point I was like, is this an updated something? Mm. But um, so I, I do think I read it, but probably just like enough to get to through class. Yeah. Gotcha. What What did you think, though? Looking at this um, with adult eyes, you were not assigned to read this. You were not, not assigned. assigned to find the metaphors and all the Ugh. themes. I will not lie. There were definitely some, a couple times, or a few times where I was like, this sentence started at the beginning of the page, and there are 85 <laughs> semicolons and 75 commas, and this is just yep. one sentence, and it's distracting. And it caused me to skim a little bit, where I was just like, can we go... All right, where's the next mention of them doing something? That Mine also came with an introduction that I skipped, because I, I assumed it was going to talk about the story, and since I didn't know anything about the story, I didn't want to be spoiled. Somehow I've been unspoiled for a lot of this. <laughs> um, I did read... The um, the custom house essay, which because it was by yes. him, it was by Nathaniel Hawthorne. And as I yeah. was, that's did you did yours have that? Yes. So did you read you it? You mentioned it, and then I at the time I was like, no, I don't. This it didn't sound familiar at all. Okay. As I was reading it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this part being assigned, and this is still oh, that is God. still as terrible as I remembered it. Like yeah, that is. 17 percent of the book according to the ebook it's and i was so like so much it was like was this it 30 of frankenstein let's see this starts on page five and goes to page 40 oh 39 like 
I, this yeah. was when Chris and I were at this uh, brewery getting a beer, and I was just like reading, and I was just like sitting there shifting in my seat because I was annoyed by it, and I was like, yes. "Why is this so long?" It can um, be easily summed up as man goes to get new job at tax house, doesn't mesh with new coworkers, mm-hmm. finds this story, writes this new story, right? Which I think. <laughs> The end notes I had were like something, the letter that he found that he said he found or something that has been, they're, they're fictitious. So I was like, so this didn't actually happen. So why no. did I read this? No, it's like a weird stand in <laughs> so that he annoyed. wanted to happen that I'm still not quite sure why he did this. Like Nathaniel, you didn't, you didn't need to, you didn't, you didn't. Um, so other than, so that was rough um there were parts of it that were super wordy where i was like i could do without this there i did like how he used some actual people yes that you know were were either just actual people um and like the end notes the footnotes told us about who they were and stuff so i thought that was kind of cool um there were a couple parts where i was definitely like into it like so when S- Hester and his first name Arthur, because I just wrote yeah. down Reverend in my nose, Arthur, they decide they're going to like basically run away together with Pearl. Senses of dread of what's going to go wrong because you cannot have a happy ending. Um, <laughs> I, I was worried that Pearl was going to like drown in the brook, like that she was that they were right near, and then later on that she was going to ruin it and the town was going to like stone them all to death <laughs> or something. <laughs> and then um, when the shipmaster says Roger has a ticket, I was like, of course, fucking Roger has a ticket, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, so I, I would out of five, I was probably going to give it like a three. I thought it was interesting. Um, Some of it made me think back to when we did the devil in the shape of a woman. Yes. And was just like, God, women just get screwed. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, if they'd killed her, there would have been no story. But, like, I was like, well, I'm surprised they didn't just kill her. (laughs) Like, You know, reading this again, there's actually a lot of... I don't know exactly the word I'm looking for, but I mean, we can get into it more, but I think if she had named Arthur from the beginning, he would have gotten a lot worse. Mm. Um, now, that, maybe that's not true. There's a good chance she named him. They were both going to die. Mm-hmm. But what she goes through or that I remembered her going through and what I read through this time, I was like, it's not as it's still bad. Mm-hmm. So saying it's not as terrible as I remember. Um, like, she gets work. That was surprising to me. Yeah, that I yeah. found surprising. Like, people were still willing to employ her to embroider yeah. this or make that. And, yeah. Like, they made points of what she couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't living on the streets. That. Right. And Pearl was he- healthy and happy. Or not happy, right. maybe, but she's healthy. So, yeah. Um, not a feminist kind of like movement book or anything, but no, it definitely could have got a lot worse for her. Yeah. But, also, how um, like metaphors? Pearl is this this passionate child born of basically this passionate relationship that she cannot <laughs> that the mother cannot speak to. So of course she's mischievous and she doesn't listen yes. and she's all over the place. Like, okay, I see what you're doing here <laughs> with, with Pearl being. Basically, the physical embodiment of this this passion, which is yeah. also why with that 
And then the image I could think of of Demi Moore, I was like, where are the flashbacks? I'm not going to get any sex, I guess. No, okay. it's a Puritan time. Yep. Yep. More likely to believe in, in uh, storks. Which Witches. I did find funny. Hawthorne lived in the 1800s. Yes. If I remember correctly. I didn't write down... This was published in 1850, and it's, like, apparently one of the first, like, mass-produced books in America, um, which is kind of fascinating. Um, what I... So you read The House of Seven Gables. I forgot that that's by him. Nope. Um, that's the one I'm pretty sure I started and did not uh, finish, because okay. gotcha. it was not this one when I was reading it. I was like, this isn't familiar at all. So I may um, have started it. <laughs> <laughs> He's someone that has been on my list because I feel like one or two of his books are supposed to be gothic, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it is. Um, um, I think House of Seven Gables was listed as a gothic novel. Wait, okay. did he write that? Did I? He did write that, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I read hmm. Young Goodman Brown now that I think about it, too. Um, yep, I did read this. Good God. Okay. That's American history, right? Or American literature right there. Um, Ooh. I did change this to a three mm-hmm. on Goodreads, where you're not forcing me to dig to find the deeper meaning and like the use of mirrors and reflections and what that represents. That it's fine, you know. Um, I did find it funny. I went on Spark Notes because um, there was a couple things where I was like, "What the hell happened here?" And apparently, you can actually on Spark Notes they have it where each chapter is translated into a modern English to make it oh. easier to read. So I kind of wish I had found that because yeah. I, I found that today. Um, and I gotta say, Spark Notes. Do you follow Spark Notes on Twitter or on Instagram? No. Oh, they are really working the like memes for classic books. It is <laughs> so good. Nice. Um, like I opened up one of their. Uh, um, what do you call them? Slideshows. Mm-hmm. And it's every book on your English syllabus summed up in a quote from The Office. Oh, God. So, yeah. If you're not following them in either Twitter or Instagram, highly recommend. Nice. So. Oh, what's your cover look like? So mine is a red flower, which I still don't get why. But, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, mine is just a very ornate red A set against a black backdrop. Um. Yeah, if I looked at mine quickly, I truly would have thought it was a Twilight cover. <laughs> like, that's what it reminds me of. I know I've shown you, but. Just yeah. 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 Nice. yeah, just a little A or well, big A takes up the yeah. majority of the uh, the cover. Mine has a tagline love defies the rules like i could see this this cover as being something that's like geared to make teens pick up this book not realizing that they're grabbing oh yeah it's the harper teen cover yeah mine oh mine's a barnes and noble classics oh nice i didn't realize that that somebody wrote in that i'm hoping they wrote in this before it was donated to the library and not that this was a library book someone took out and then they wrote in this yeah yeah, this cover was done in 2011. This was totally trying to jump on the Twilight. Oh, yeah. Because it's... Because, again, with the movie in mind, I was thinking the flashbacks, and then I also thought I was going to see more of her and this mystery man together. Like, 
uh, some type of like, I want to be with you, but we can't like something like that, you know, and it's like throughout, I thought there'd be a couple of those throughout the book and not just towards the end there. Yeah. I feel like if it had been written in the 1900s, totally would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Harper Teen did an entire collection of classics with these flowers. Oh. Because uh, there's a page in here that talks about a bunch of them. So, love is classic. I guess this is a love story. I guess. This is the I, second one in a row where we're like, sure? Were they in love? Like, uh... It's maybe. I don't know. I would not be surprised if... I think they were, well, I think they were in love. I don't think at any point Puritan love was the, you know, swooping romance that we think of today. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> um, Have you seen Easy A? I think I asked you this last I time. haven't, and I want okay. to now to see what, how they did things. Yeah. I think it's a fun adaptation. Cool. So, skip the Demi Moore, is it Gary Oldman, uh, 90s one, and just go yes. straight to Easy A. Unless, at one point, let me see Scarlet Letter. I'm just curious, is Gary Oldman actually, like, in his attractive phase in that one? <laughs> yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I do always love Gary Oldman, but yeah, no, it's not as passionate as the movie poster or my yeah. memory of maybe a VHS cover would have me believe. <laughs> yep. I do know that there's a Sabrina episode where she talks about her paper on the Scarlet Letter that mm. I always think of because she okay. writes it on the use of color and the teacher gives her a C. He's like, there are so <laughs> many other less obvious metaphors like the use of mirrors and reflections yeah. to reflect the inner. And I was like, man, I still don't like this book. Yeah, I don't want to do all that. I no. And if it wasn't so damn wordy. Maybe. Can you shrink <laughs> down your metaphors and then I'll try to find them? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. I did also like kind of the setup with the chapters. Uh, there are... Well, is your setup that way too with the chapters? What do you mean? Because uh, I had 20-something chapters. 24, 24. chapters. Yeah. I like the titles of them. I mean, some were very short, like the prison door, the first one, it's like two or three pages the marketplace the recognition oh, yes. okay I, I, yeah. I liked that like hester at her needle pearl um the leech and his patient i liked that they kind of told you what they well what we were going to be talking about right it might give you a little hint about what was going to happen like uh the revelation of the scarlet letter at the end you kind of knew what was coming in that one um, so I liked that setup and that not all chapters necessarily had to be like 20 pages long. Each, some were just a yes. couple pages. They varied depending on what the point of that chapter was. My book has 10 things you didn't know about Nathaniel Hawthorne. Oh, wow. Nathaniel Hawthorne. He added the W in his name. Oh, yes, I did. I read that online. Um, Let's see. I don't care about any of that. It was the first mass-produced novel in the United States, selling twenty-five hundred copies. With the first two, with the first two, I think that's supposed to be within the first two weeks of its publication in eighteen fifty. That's insane. Hmm. Wow. Okay. The rest of this is political and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then it's quiz, film or fiction. 
There have been oh, a dozen films versions of the Scarlet Letter, including the modern retelling of Easy A. Man, they really geared wow, these up Wow, they were, they were trying. <laughs> uh, can you tell which is facts from the novel and which are from the movie? That's bizarre. Yeah, mine doesn't have any fun stuff like that. I also had that. In, I never, I did not go back and read that introduction um, now that I've read the book because I, no. <laughs> no, don't do it. It's not. It is an interesting setup if you're in school and it because because it's comparing the life of an outsider of a white dude and a woman who's being scorned for something that she did. Um, but it also is talking about like he wants to write this story like he feels the need to do it. But his Puritan ancestors and how they felt about books and mm-hmm. like the importance of reading was just for more religious based, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's cool. If you're in a class and can discuss this if you're just trying to read a story it's really dry like i find the information interesting but man did you need to do that in 30 something pages yeah like the prison door is just like two pages and i read it and was like was all this necessary (laughs) not have just jumped into the marketplace yeah. section where there's a crowd and they're basically waiting for Hester to come out. Also, the like this book left no, or the beginning of the book left no question as to how the town felt because there's a group of women who were like, "Listen, their punishment's not hard enough. Um, they should brand her forehead with a hot iron." <laughs> um, yeah, one who said, "Uh, no, she should just die." <laughs> It's like, oh my god, although there was the younger wife in that group was like, the pains will always be in her heart. Um, Like she, the younger woman was a little, if not sympathetic, more just kinder, I guess, about the whole thing. Um, Since very much a fire and brimstone time period. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of like just speaks to maybe how sometimes the younger generation is not as... Strict or conservative, we could say, because the younger wife was like, guys. Maybe a little bit more sympathetic? Yeah. <laughs> and then when Hester comes out, she's like, she doesn't want them, her to hear them talking about her. So she's like, guys, like, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I did like her. Yeah. Then she dies <laughs> at some <Yep>. point. <laughs> so. I also really like that... Hester kind of owns this A. Like, it could have just been, like, quickly stitched in or, like, Mm -hmm. taking a piece of cloth. But it's, like, fantastically embroidered with gold, Mm -hmm. red and gold thread. And I was just like, you know what? Which pops, like, elaborate. Yep. She's not owning it in the standpoint of, like, she knows that she's done something wrong because she's not a kind of woman who's... Well, okay. Towards the end, it does talk about how she's hoping that things will change and that she mm-hmm. feels that women are going to be the thing that causes things to change so that I really actually liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe she didn't feel as guilty as she was supposed to. And that's why she's kind of owning it. Yeah. This is the paper I now want to write. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that elaborate a, and I feel like the women, the town was kind of shocked by that. Like, yeah, oh. they did not like it that much. Yeah. And she also knew she was, she's very skilled at doing that. So she was not going to hide that either. Exactly. Another thing I did not realize that part of her punishment was to stand. I knew about the A, uh, but I did not know she had to stand on the scaffold for three hours and basically 
listen to the public and they could say whatever they wanted to her or about her or do whatever at that point um i thought it was interesting too the baby was about three months old at that point obviously i know there's recovery time from birth but i'm just surprised that they didn't do that sooner that they didn't force her to go out there sooner because i just i don't i didn't trust that i wouldn't have thought that they would have cared to let her recover even that much before wanting to get that punishment in I get the feeling that they were trying to be generous with their punishment in hopes of getting the man. Yeah. And And she was not telling. (laughs) Yeah. And I get the feeling that if she had told it, the kindness would have stopped. Mm. And like maybe, I don't know. I never got the impression that she was hiding his name Mm -hmm. for because she loved him or because it was like not theirs to know. It was more of, in my mind, like this makes things a little bit easier and for us. Interesting. (laughs) But I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Because I thought it was like also like more to protect him. But I think you're right that if she had finally given up that piece of information, then their treatment of her very well could have changed because what else did they need from her now? Yeah. But also, at any point, dude could have stood up and turned himself in. Just saying. I... Like, what was stopping you, at, at we, when we get to the end of the book, for seven years plus nine months? So I'm going to say eight years. For yep. Well, maybe they didn't know she was pregnant at month one. But still, for like eight still, years. Yeah. <laughs> Generous. Seven and a half years. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I also liked how we, we get a little bit of the story. I mean, obviously, we can kind of tell. She's a woman up there. If you didn't know anything about this, she's a woman up there with a baby. They're saying she should die for doing what she did. What do you think she did? And why do you think that baby is a part of this? But in the third chapter, the recognition when the stranger comes to town and he asks for, you know, someone else, like, what, what's going on? And he, you know, the the townsperson says, you know, we get the backstory of she's married to an Englishman and he sent her here first. And like two years ago, haven't heard from him. And now something about her being left to her own devices. Like that's a, that's a fun way to allude to sex. Yeah. Like she's left to her own devices. Yep. It's, they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. That, and then she won't name the father and that normally the penalty for this is death, but the, their magistrates are having, you know, they're having mercy. So, I liked how we got that, that name. backstory. Yeah. If they'd gotten that name, they would not yeah. I Since I didn't know she was married, when he holds up his finger to, like, shush her, I was like, wait, what's happening? I was a little <laughs> lost. <laughs> That's true. That okay. I guess that would be a little freaky to see, like, what's going on. Yeah, I was like, are you the guy? But you're saying you're a stranger. So how did you guys meet to have sex and have this baby? <laughs> I do wonder what his real name is because they say he takes yes. names. Roger. We never find out. Yeah, he's something. Oh, he's yeah, he's, yeah. Because like we, you know, she has to stand for three hours and then she goes back into the jail, and he comes to visit her, mm-hmm. and we pretty much quickly get well. Our marriage was a mistake, and like yeah. you screwed up, but I also kind of screwed up because like yeah. I shouldn't have married you. And, like, it's not fair to either of us. And, like, this is fine. I forgive you. But, God damn it, you're going to tell me that man's name because I don't right. forgive him. Right. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> that that whole forgiveness thing. I 
was surprised by like yeah it's like you just you're saying this right now and then when she gets out you're gonna do something to her (laughs) and or the child Uh, because when he first goes in and he offers something because the baby's crying he offers her something that she can give the baby to calm the baby and she asks would you avenge yourself on this innocent baby and it's like what (laughs) yeah oh yeah and she even thinks where she like agrees to keep his identity secret Mm -hmm. she's like i'm going to regret this yep so he's not a great dude. Right. She does also ask him basically if he's the devil um, because she's worried about this, this agreement to, to not reveal his name mm-hmm. and he's smiling and she asks why he's smiling. Are you like the black man that haunts the forest? Oh yeah. She asks if he's the black man that haunts their forest and asks basically think basically thinking that like, is this agreement going to ruin her soul? And yeah, he does. He says not her soul. <laughs> Which is very, like, not yours, but, like, (laughs) oh, great. (laughs) Yeah, he had it out for for the man. And he swore. He swore that he was going to figure it out on his own. And he he really did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I guess because women were still property, I guess, at this time. So it's like, yeah, we expect you to screw up. But the man. I mean... uh, I don't know. I guess I thought I would have thought that like the woman doing this would have been worse. I don't know. But then remembering back to what we read in the devil in the shape of the woman, both parties being punished. Well, both parties can be punished, but women often getting punished worse. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But like you said, he could have stood up anytime because when, when she's on the scaffold, they ask her again and she refuses and the older minister, Doctor uh, Dr., um, Reverend Wilson, I think it is, is like trying to get her to do it. And then when she doesn't, Dims Dimsdale, mm-hmm. yeah, he, the Arthur, the, the father, he's like basically sits back and says like she has wondrous strength of a woman in her heart or something like that. Where I was like, all right, I think it might maybe somehow it's this guy in the crowd, but probably not. And if it's not, it's totally you. That's <laughs> where <So> my first <laughs> suspicion. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's kind of obvious because there's not a lot of guys in this. Right, there's not a lot that get any focus. Yeah. So. Yeah, Dimsdale because he's dim-witted. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. And his Could life dims up. out. But then you suffer, so. Yeah, I it's like. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting, too. I didn't, I thought, I would have thought that the scaffold would have been at the end of her prison time, but she still had some more to right. do. So she goes back in and then I don't think it says how long she's in for. No, I was just thinking that too. I don't think we get the parameters of how long, but yeah. uh, just that afterwards her and her daughter go live in a small cottage on the outskirts of town that I want to say someone had given up because the ground wasn't really suitable for gardening, farming, right. growing things. So, like, so what the hell is she going to do? Because before realizing she was able to get work, I was like, how is she going to survive? Right. But yeah. she is, yeah, she's apparently amazing at embroidery mm-hmm. and like r- rivals the cloths that are coming from the Eastern countries, not to use <laughs> What they, I think, yeah. Yeah. It does take me a minute to be like, oh, yeah, this book was written in the 1800s, oh, yeah. about the 1600s. Yay. Yeah. Um, but they do make sure to point out that, like, nobody ever asks her to do, like, the wedding veils and mm-hmm. things like that because, like, mm-hmm. don't soil the virgin stuff. 
I did also like, so her dress as her own sort of, I mean, she has to wear the A, but she could probably, there was nothing said about the type of material for her own dress, Mm -hmm. but hers is always like the coarsest material, somber color, fine. But for her daughter, she creates fantastic clothes, different colors and very elaborate. And like, she really lets her creativity go when it comes to her daughter's clothes. So I like that. Yeah, it's she does not want the sins of her parents to fall on Pearl, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of in part the message of this entire book is like, yeah, you know, don't blame the kids for right. your parent the parents' faults. Right, she did not do anything. She did not ask yeah. to be born. Man, fun story. I my back before my dad got super religious. He and his wife were like picking out churches to try. And I remember going to Sunday, I was going to say Sunday school, but Sunday sermon, and the preacher talking about how, like, divorce is against the Bible to the point that, like, if your parents were divorced, you're probably going to hell, too. And I was like, oh, get me the fuck out of here. How? How the fuck are you? The sins of the father. Also, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just like, oh, okay. Well. Great. We left that church very quickly. Good. 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 Because Pearl does get, like, she doesn't have any friends. She, I mean, she lives on the outskirts of town anyway, but she doesn't have any friends. So, and there's one part, I can't remember exactly where it is, but they're going, oh, actually, I think it's it's when they go to the governor's hall, because Hester gets word, basically, that she could lose Pearl, that they're thinking of, like, taking her away from her. And Do she's they about. State? Why? Uh, I was trying I to find they, this out, but I I think it was that they didn't think that she could, I don't know if there was any one thing. I think it was they didn't think that she could raise her religiously like they needed, like she should, basically. Oh, that makes, Um, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're on their way there, I think Pearl's about three at this point, only three, (laughs) and some kids are like, let's throw mud at them, and Pearl basically turns and, like, charges them and scares them, and they run away. Yeah. And she walks back to her mom all proud and is like, okay, let's go. <laughs> it's like, yes, Pearl. Yes. <laughs> yes. What's also bullshit is the fact that, like, on top of the fact that um, Hester is, you know, she's getting some work and things like that. When she's not, she's making and doing things for the poor. So it's like. Yes. Who would. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yes. She stepped out on her marriage. You know, for all we know, the dude could have been dead. It's fine. Right. Also, I guess, yes, fine. It's sex out of wedlock. Fine. Whatever. But this is what she's spending her time doing. (laughs) Right. Right. And then I also like her confidence because when she gets to the governor's hall, the guy opened the serpent. He opens the door and he says, I like this too. He said the governor was busy. He had a uh, godly minister or two with him and a leech. It's like a leech. Okay. <laughs> but then she basically says, then I will come in and wait. She states this like that's not a question or a request. It is a statement. And he yep. opens the door and lets her in that even though she has to wear this A and be so shamed for that and penance and blah, blah, blah. She is still one, like doing the embroidery stuff, like letting her creativity and her strengths come come out there and then two also her confidence has not dimmed at all yeah it's amazing yeah and when so when they're there we find out that the governor bellingham has reverend wilson and reverend dimsdale and then also the the leech is 
is Roger Chilling Chillingworth. It's an appropriate nickname. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so basically, and also too, so her confidence. She was ret- she was bringing some gloves that she made for him, but she also obviously was going to talk to him about Pearl and this threat to possibly take her away from her. I like that she doesn't like shy away from that. She just she she's facing this essentially head on. And that they're like, well, we'll question her. Babe. We're going to we're going to question the three year old. And if her answers are satisfactory, she can stay. <laughs> and if they're not, then she needs to go to like more God fearing parents and blah, blah, blah. Like she's three. <laughs> Have you been around a three year old? Like how articulate do you think these three year olds are? <laughs> Amazingly articulate. That's what they're expecting. Right. Because you ask her who made her. And at first she doesn't want to answer you because you're just some strange man. Again, she's three. You're putting her on the spot, basically, of, you know, being the center of attention. And then she says that basically her mom picked her off a bush of wild roses that grew near the prison door. Again, three. But they take that as like, oh, my God, they're so scandalized. Don't understand (laughs) the Lord. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like those uh, Facebook memes that go around where it's like, my grandchild came up to me and told me that all they want for Christmas is Jesus's love or some shit. And it's like, no, your child's three. They did not say this. No, they didn't. That's bullshit. Yeah. Do you want Jesus's love or do you want the latest, like, whatever the hot toy is? You know? Exactly. Hester freaks out at this, like, when they're saying that they're going to take her away because a three-year-old didn't give a good answer. Starts yelling that she'll die before she loses her child. And then she demands that Reverend Dimsdale speak for her. And that's why I was like, confirmed. You are the man. <laughs> I had zero <laughs> questions after that. <laughs> yeah, like nobody questions the fact that she's asking this. Right. Because then he and that he does then speak to her, speak you know for her, basically saying that it is best for the child to stay with her, that she's basically a blessing, but also a bit of a torture because she's kind of, you know, the reminder of her sin. Um, and that this will help her basically teach, um, teach, uh, teach Pearl to be better than her, basically. Right. And then he also says something about how Hester is happier than the sinful father. Like, cause he has to be quiet and stuff. I was like, or because he's not known. I was like, a thousand percent to you. <laughs> how do you know this, dude? Yeah. You who's starting to get sicker and sicker and sicker. Oh, and then, so when they're leaving, and the governor's sister, Mistress Hibbins, mm-hmm. asks if Hester will go into the forest that night. The first time I read that, I had to go back and reread it. But when I read that part, I thought she was, like, being sarcastic. Like, oh, you're a witch. Are you going into the forest? And then I reread it, and it was like, oh, no. She's, like, inviting her to go with her <laughs> into yes. the forest. Yeah, she turns out to be, like, an amazingly <laughs> creepy witch. Yep. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> uh, after that was when we get some of the story about Roger, which... Uh, I kind of skimmed that when I was writing my notes. <laughs> yeah, because, I like, mean... You're a physician. Right. You basically, you conspire to, like, be lodged with Reverend Dimsdale at the same house. This part I did think was 
was just with like the metaphors and the blah blah blah. They're right. at the home of a very um, religious, good and religious woman who has a tapestry on the wall that depict a biblical tapestry that depicts Nathan getting King David to admit to seducing Bathsheba and the deception of her husband. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. I see. <laughs> he also tries to get him to reopen the investigation. Oh, yeah. 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 The leech and his patient. Oh, and two, at one point when they're talking about Hester, um, this is where I was like, Arthur, you got to hold your cards a little closer to your chest here. Uh, because he basically says that, you know, um, it's better for the sufferer to show their pain. I was like, what? Why do you trust Roger to be telling him this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I don't get why he's like, you're good people. And I'm like, right. No. Like, I'm going to confide. I mean, he's not confiding in him, but I mean, he's also a reverend. He does pretty much have to interact with the entire public. But why do you need to be constantly living with this person and hanging out with this person that you don't know? I am curious. <laughs> could reverends. Okay. I always get confused. Can reverends marry? I mean, are they Catholic? Because no. They are not Catholic because they so, keep calling Catholics. Right. Shit. What are they so called? What are they? They're Puritans. Right. Um, Can Puritan. Uh, not. Oh, God. What do see. they call them? Puritans. Let's just see what Puritan says. Will you tell me quickly if reverends can get married? Um, family life. There's a scene in Outlander. Papists, that's what they're called. That's what they call them. Uh, filthy papists. I don't think they can. I mean, it's fine. Like, she's still technically married. Her husband's around, so it's not that's, a big deal. Yeah. But it's like... But, I mean, it's a good question. Let's see. I'm just going to Google it. Can... Oh. Autofill. Can Puritan ministers marry? <laughs> Someone oh. else has asked this probably about this book. I... I don't need to know that they they married people like couples. Oh no, shit. <laughs> Let's see. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, performed by a justice of the peace or a magistrate, not a minister. So they did not like oh, do the physical. Okay. I want to know if they could marry people. <laughs> like, could they marry a woman? Uh, traditionally, however, they did not permit clergy to marry after they got ordained. So I guess that's the other reason that he felt so much guilt in addition to, I mean, I know they're not Catholic, but coveting his, yeah. not his neighbor, but a married woman. They're not stinking papists. Yeah. And then also really going against the things that he agreed to, because I just assumed that he couldn't get married because I just, I think I, mean, I grew I up as a Catholic, too. so I think through that lens of, oh, so you obviously you can't get married because you just can't forgetting right. that some religions do allow them to get married yeah i usually have to sit down because priests can't get married preachers right. can and i have to go through this every time because my my uncle is part of the church mm-hmm. but he's married with kids so i always have to be like what is he again okay that's the that's a good way to remember what does he do <laughs> yes and then whatever it then will translate that but yeah protestants that's what puritans were okay yeah which i want to say was Anne Boleyn. Oh, man. Okay. I think she was the one because, uh, yes. what's her name, was Catholic. Queen Catherine was Catholic because she was yeah. from Spain. 
and Anne was Protestant. Yes. And brought that in. And that's how the Church of And the whole Reformation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Related back to the other Boiling Girl. Yes. So. I was um, thinking about something about Anne Boleyn the other day, and now I can't remember what. That was no big deal. So, a little while after the Reverend says to Roger about it, you know, it's better for the sufferer to show their pain, he dozes off at some point. And the reverend, like, moves his shirt to check his chest. And he do- it doesn't say what he sees, but that he basically, Roger, if anyone saw him, would look like that he was just completely, the ecstasy from Satan, or of Satan is how it was described, <laughs> that he was, felt yes. victorious. And, like, so it was like, oh, you have an A on your chest, too, don't you? So yes, that had, yes. you know, had to be it. So Apparently his guilt is manifesting. Yeah. And that... After that, the next chapter was called The Interior of a Heart. And basically, it's about the Reverend is super guilty. Or he just feels it's, it's all that's what this whole thing is about is how, how guilty he feels. And then there's a part that talks uh, briefly, doesn't really go into it, but mentions how um, in Mr. Dimdale, Dimsdale's secret closet under lock and key, there was a bloody scourge. So it's like, oh dear, where. <laughs> punishing oneself are we aren't we to the point i mean his guilt consumes him and that's what killed him in the end and yes i tried to think like if anything's ever made me feel that guilty and like i guess the first time i got into a car accident where like having to tell my mom Mm. but i didn't like holding on to that for seven years i think eventually i would have just been like you know what if she hasn't noticed by now (laughs) right uh, (laughs) I left her a note. It was a lot of fun. But no, I, yeah, basically, in other words, I just can't imagine being this tormented by guilt. Right. No. Um, and it's not the guilt that, like, he's not in this child's life. Right. That's, yeah. It's, I mean, like, there is an entire speech at one point where he's like, kids don't like me. I'm not good with kids. And I'm just like, right. fuck you. This is your child. Right. Grow so up you're there. fine with her not having a father right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, know, you see how wild she is? She needs a father. Right. That is bullshit, by the way. Just saying. Yeah. But then also, too, is like, so if you feel this guilty, because the next thing that we see the Reverend do is he goes to the scaffold in the middle of the night hoping to be found there. A, you could, is this, is, is she seven by now? Did, I, did we skip that, that seven years have passed? At some point, seven years passed. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, I don't think it's been seven years yet. It, she's still like three, though. So three years, three plus years have passed. You haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. You go to the scaffold at night, I think it was. Yes, it's at night. So it's dark. There are no streetlights. People can't just see you. Like, who's yeah. out walking around at night? And then when someone oh, does walk by. Vigil? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when someone does walk by, it's Father Wilson, so the, his, the elderly uh, clergyman. You don't say anything to him to get his attention, so he doesn't actually see you there to confront you and be like, what are you doing? So how guilty, how much do you really want to confess? Like, yeah. I understand there's a fear, because I'm sure it's also one of those things, too, where because I didn't say anything at the beginning when this happened... It's just gotten so much worse now that so much, it's going to be so much worse when I finally confess because right. of how much time has passed. Um, and you're a grown ass adult. Yeah. But you're also a religious man and you're not supposed to be A, getting married and B, having sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
And you skipped the marriage step because obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also a meteor at this point. Yeah. Yeah, because he's up there and Father Wilson walks by because he was basically, I don't know if it's called administering last rites for them, yeah. but um, with oh, Governor... Oh, I, yeah, I don't know if that's... Hmm? I don't know if that's what it's called either. Yeah. yeah. But for Governor Winthrop in his death chamber, and then Hester and Pearl walk by, and because Pastor was there, she was going to basically get the robe measurements to do that. And this meteor comes while they're standing there. Holding hands, there's an electric feeling. This yeah. is the family unit. Though Pearl asks him if he'll stand there with them at noontime the next day, and he says, another time. At the judgment seat. It's like, how much do you really want to confess if you're not just fucking confessing? You're a drama queen. (laughs) Right. Oh, and then, of course, also, Roger is there lurking in the shadows. Called a nameless whore. I do like that. Uh Oh, yeah, this is a point where he's like, who is that? You have to tell me that they're haunting my dreams. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I can't. And Pearl's like, I'll tell you. But then it's like gibberish. I was like, how are you going to tell him? Because at this point, I was like, is there a supernatural element to this where this child somehow knows yeah. things that she shouldn't know? But no. <laughs> well, she replies that she's punishing him for his refusal to stand in public. And it's like, your child's three. They're not saying this. Three. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, the sexton finds the reverend's glove on the scaffold and returns it to him. But he's like... Satan stole your glove because he what other reason would the reverend have been up there and then to him he says oh yeah did you see the giant A in the sky it's because Governor Winthrop died and he's basically like become an angel type of thing it's like that's an interesting interpretation of what that A means (laughs) yep yeah and then after that is when seven years pass is it seven more years or seven years total I think it's seven years total I think it's seven years later so Hmm. Is it total? Oh, Pearl was now seven years old. That's where I got the seven from. So yeah, so Pearl's seven at this point. And basically the priests, or the reverend, sorry, the reverend's condition has deteriorated so much. He's with Roger all the freaking time. And Hester knows it's because of him. And his his condition has just gotten so bad, she's going to talk to Roger and try to, like, end this because it's killing the reverend. Um... And her, on top of that, like, her place in society has gotten better. She's, Mm -hmm. um, people are starting to interpret the A as not adulterer, as, you know, something more positive. Um, Or maybe, like, they care less about it, about everything. Like, they... Well, like, instead of just making clothes for the poor, she's, you know, actually aiding people. She's bringing food. And, you know, she's, again, she could have easily just been one of them. Right. So. Yeah, but when she talks to Roger at first, Roger's like, "I'm helping him. I'm why the Reverend is still alive. He would have died if it, you know, he'd be dead by now if it wasn't for me." And first, she's like, "Wouldn't that have been better?" <laughs> yeah. um, but then he says, "You know, I already told you what I am. I'm a fiend, and who made me this way? Basically, saying it's Hester's fault that he is this way now and has to do this essentially because it's, it's the woman's fault." I mean, I think this is too where she tells him that she's going to tell. Yeah, this is when she yeah. sits down and she's 
finally to ease the burden she says who he is yeah um i did like after this we get hester and pearl and pearl's just playing around like she makes a mermaid out of some seaweed and then she makes an a for the mermaid yeah (laughs) and hester asks her if she knows what it is and this is where hester should have just been prepared to either explain it or don't ask at all because Pearl says she doesn't know and she asks what it is and Hester doesn't answer her and then that's all Pearl wants to know. She wakes up and she asks her mom. Randomly throughout the day she asks her mom, what's the A mean? Because now you've really sparked this child's curiosity because you brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird um, relationship, which I get. Like She's grown up with her mother having this A. How is she supposed to know that it's something terrible? And like, I don't know. It's a weird I say weird because part of me is like, no, of course she loves the A. But then part of me is like, no, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess like kids get used to things and mm-hmm. she I'm sure she's seen other she hasn't spent much time with, but she's seen other towns women and they don't have an A. Right. So I'm sure at some point she would have asked her what it means. But since you brought it up now, the kid, yeah. that's all she wants to know. Yep. Just like they yeah. say, you know. Don't don't yell at a kid if they use mm-hmm. profanity because then that's all they're gonna want to do. Right, right. And then, um, so the, there's a chapter called "A Forest Walk," where Hester's decided she's gonna tell the Reverend who Roger really is. And while Pearl and Hester are walking in the forest, Pearl asks Hester if she ever met the devil, and she's like how the hell do you even know about that (laughs) (laughs) and she says how um it was at the governor that the house that they were at where the man passed away but they thought that the woman a woman was talking about it but she thought that that pearl was asleep (laughs) that basically he haunts the for this forest carries a book with him it's a big heavy book with iron clasps and um an iron pen so when people write their names, they write it with their own blood. And then he sets their mark on their bosoms and asks her mom, did you ever meet him? And that the woman, she overheard her say that there are a thousand and thousand people have met him and have written in this book. And now she really wants to know if her mom has met him because she's got this mark on her bosom. <laughs> Granted, it's on the outside, it's on her dress, but right. and that's like, she just is, is, is that, have you met him? Like she just, it's kind of like when she first asked her about the when Hester first asked her about the A it's like incessant but did you meet him but have you met him can I meet him (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's just a good reminder of why you don't have kids (laughs) right like she's a lot Pearl is a lot lot. she's got like kids just having a crazy amount of energy to begin with yes she's all energy right and now she has all these questions so while they're walking, Hester sees the Reverend and she tells Pearl, go play, but make sure you stay within the range where you can basically hear my voice. Because once you hear me call you, then you need to come back. Right. And that was my first sense of dread was, oh, God, Pearl's going to like die. <laughs> she's going to fall off a cliff or she's going to drown. Something's going to happen. She's going to die here while they're talking. And. Yeah. Again, while they're talking, he talks about how miserable he is. And we can see this in his physical appearance because he's so pale and thin and he's just, he's not well. 
But again, I'm like, could you, you can confess. Like, if that's what you need to ease your soul, you could have done that seven years ago. Part of me wishes I could remember how I felt as a teenager. Like, if I sympathized with him at all. Because adult me is like, no, dude, you brought this all on yourself. Yeah. Not even just like, you brought it on yourself by sleeping with her. It's just like, you didn't confess. You were too scared of the consequences. And you just made it worse. Right. Like, literally, the only thing you need to do is to confess you that is a hundred percent in your power yeah a hundred percent like and you could have done it so many times leading up to and then while she was on the scaffold when she wouldn't name and y'all were asking her to name <laughs> could have been like oh his name is me or just done. like take her in the night and run away okay that yeah something yeah yeah. Like the fact that she's got to basically bring that up and insist on that. Yeah. It's like, oh, that never crossed my mind. Okay, dumbass. Right. Like, so she tells him that Roger is actually her husband. She begs for his forgiveness for not telling him sooner because he's been basically living with this guy for years and sure. thinks that they're friends and blah, blah, blah. And he forgives her. But then she proposes that they leave. And I was just like, so that's been an option this entire time. Like y'all could have left. Anytime a I boat mean, came in, I guess. Yeah, but maybe it's easier now because of all of the work that she's been doing. So it's easier for her to get because she was said that she was able to gain passage, but like privately, which yeah, then was it really private? But you know, but so yeah, they decide they're they're gonna leave. He starts to feel joy at that thought. She throws off the A and is sort of like Pearl's totally gonna drown. Because you cannot have a happy ending. No. <laughs> Especially when there's still like a good, what, 30 pages left of the book? Yes. And also Pearl's farther away. She does hear Hester when she calls her, but she's on the other side of the brook and won't cross. And I was like, oh God, she's going to start to cross and she's going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> so you were dead set that Pearl was going to die. In this moment. Yeah. I was like, what's okay. going to be the thing that ruins this happy moment? <laughs> Pearl's like, that's it. So... She doesn't die, <laughs> but she won't Spoiler. cross the river and she, or the, the brook, she keeps pointing at her mom, making faces, gesturing. And it's because the A is gone. The thing that she has seen yeah. literally every single day since she was born is gone. And she also like, Hester's like, it's right by you. Pick it up and bring it to me. And she's like, no, you come, you get it yourself. <laughs> Basically. It made her mom come get it, put it on. And then. Yeah. Like, would do it. It's very much like. It's a weird moment, but also, like, it is a part of Hester, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to, like, really explain it. Like, again, she doesn't know that it means something bad. Right. She just knows that this is part of her mom or something that she's right. always, always, always seen on her mom, on her dress. Um, so... So then the next day is supposed to be the election, right? um, Three days because they're going to leave in four days. So they're going to leave the day after the election sermon. But really quick, I liked when he like kissed her forehead or whatever. Pearl, basically, she does like the kid thing of runs off, runs off, rubs it off. And maybe uses the brook, like the water from the brook to really make sure the kiss is gone. (laughs) Like that's such a, of course she did that. Of course she did that. And I think later even says, like, the kiss was so deep or something, like, the water wasn't getting it off or something, like, later. Um, But, yeah, the 
the elections happen, the election sermon he has to give. And he's in like this, I thought this was interesting, that he was in this really weird, like giddy, crazy mood for the next couple of days, like seeing different parishioners, not really knowing what to say to them or have feeling the urge to teach some kids some bad words, which he didn't do. Yeah. But. And then Mistress Hibbins comes up to him at one point and says, oh, you went to the forest. I want to go with you next time. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, listen, you can't fool me. I know what it's like when someone has gone into the forest and you've gone into the forest. <laughs> so it's like, that's interesting. Um, but then he's like, then, oh, no. And then when oh, he sees no. Roger for the first time after talking to Hester, he doesn't tell him. But Roger immediately knows that he knows now. Because he's probably very bad at lying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, technically he's been lying for seven years now. <laughs> Badly. By omission, yeah. So, and then he rewrites his sermon, which as he was rewriting, it says that he's rewriting his sermon. I was like, dear God, we're going to have to read this whole sermon. <laughs> <laughs> which thankfully we don't. Yes. <laughs> but I was worried. So... There's the whole procession through the town, or at least, like, part of the town, with the governor, the magistrates, and the ministers, soldiers. There's music playing. Hester tells Pearl not to say anything, basically, about their time in the woods with the reverend. And that's where I was also worried, like, she's going to slip, and she's going to tell somebody, (laughs) and it's just going to somehow ruin it. Especially Um, because it's clearly frustrating her that she's like, what do you mean I can't tell? Right. Why can't we talk about this? But then, the shipmaster who... Hester secured passage with basically says oh yeah and Roger said he's going too because he's like he's the Reverend's he's the physician so that's where I was like okay so maybe Pearl's not going to ruin it this is going to ruin it yeah, Roger's kind of the worst yeah um, and then too with the procession going on Pearl asks, like, she says something, too, and Hester agrees, basically. The Reverend looks much different than he did in the forest. Like, Pearl's like, I wouldn't have recognized him. Yeah. Um, He seems proud and just confident, like, reinvigorated, basically, where I was like, okay. Life is good. He's going to run off yeah. the woman he loves. Yeah. Even though he maybe made a deal with the devil in his mind, he's not sure. Yes. Mistress Hibbins pops up again. She tells Hester... And Pearl, that the Reverend has basically been touched by the devil. And then she also fucking tells Pearl that Pearl is of the lineage of the Prince of the Air. That she's... Yeah. It's like, um... And Hester, you're just gonna let her talk to your daughter like this? <laughs> Put these thoughts into her head? Yeah, she... I don't know if she'd like... If Pearl's just like, that's a fun story. Let me go tell my mother what you're trying to do. Yeah. So then the Reverend gives this great sermon that everyone thinks is amazing. And thank God we didn't have to sit through the whole thing. Thank God. Um, And then he walks onto the scaffold and he calls for Hester and Pearl. And at this point, I was like trying to picture the crowd of people like, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) At some point, someone's going to realize that kid looks like someone else. I mean, right? Yeah. So... And then the reverend says to Hester that he's dying and that he needs to take on his shame. It's like, you were supposed to be invigorated five minutes ago and all proud and stuff. So is it that you, is it because you finally, finally decided that not that you're going to run off together like you said and like you planned to, but because you finally are going to confess this, which again, you could have done 
a long time ago before you were dying. Point. Yes. Yep. And he's super dramatic about it. So it tells the crowd long-windedly that the, the other sinner has always been among them, also with his own red stigma, and then basically ends it by remo- like revealing that he has an A on his chest. Which not everybody's sure if they saw or not. Which, yeah. So, and then after that, he dies. Um, yeah. Like, Roger is like, you escaped me. So, okay. I solidly would have believed that Roger had been poisoning him for years. If yes. not for the fact that Roger was <laughs> like, fuck, there goes my chance. Yes. And I was yeah. just like, what have you been doing for seven years? Or maybe like poisoning him enough that yeah to, but because he's the physician keeping him alive where he can t- continue to see him suffer from it yeah yeah but yeah, i thought that was interesting where some will tell you the story of the scaffold and say everything that they saw others are, will say that they were there but that none of that happened didn't talk about hester they didn't go up he didn't have an a on his chest um Oh, and with Roger, I did like that after all of this, all of a sudden, basically all of his, his, the force has gone from him, like his intellectual yes. force, his vitality. Um, and then he died within a, in, within the year. And then he left a considerable amount of property to Pearl, which I thought was kind of nice. Yeah. I was again, kid didn't do that. anything. Yeah. yeah. It was like the will to live was only for this revenge. And once that was done, mm-hmm. time to kick it out. Yep. But also leaving, yeah, everything to Pearl. Yeah. Uh, especially in a time period where women really couldn't own anything. So I was kind of hoping that Pearl became some kind of like big, and this is the story of how RBG started or something like yeah. that. Because my mind, again, went back to the devil in the shape of a woman. And I was like, oh, so this shit goes to her husband when she gets married. <laughs> like, and yes. that, However, that I couldn't remember all the details of how that worked. but Yeah, but we don't know anything about right we just know that they hester and pearl disappeared shortly after and then years later hester returned and honestly i thought are they saying that she's haunting the cottage but no she's like physically back yeah it's really her yeah wearing the a again even though the same moment where i was like wait a second how long has this been but then they're like pearl's just of marriage age and i was like okay it's not been that long at all yeah um but i like that the book points out that like the town, they probably wouldn't have asked her to wear the A, but she's doing it on her own. So it's like, okay, at least they wouldn't have asked her, yeah. you know, to do it when she came back. And that there are articles of comfort and luxury in her cottage that are things that she would not have purchased or like gotten for herself. So there, the, the theory is basically Pearl's gotten married and also, um, has a kid because they, uh, Hester was seen embroidering like a what, baby clothes. Um, yes. And then she basically she's caring for her mom, like sending stuff back or and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's moved on. We're not going to know where she is. Yeah. And it also this is the point where it talks about how Hester believes that the world can change and that the next um, did she say apostle or um, shit? Um, either way, the next big change is it's going to be a woman. <laughs> And that she had hoped it would be her, but then realized that it couldn't be. Mm. Um, but it would definitely be a woman. And I, I really bummed I don't remember this part. But uh, yeah. And then Hester dies. She's buried next to Dimsdale, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Yes. Yes, yes. And the way that they word it is very strange, but basically it's a red A on a black background or black stone or something like that on the ground. 
Yeah. I feel like when he's dying, I think they 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 talk briefly about. I don't know. She asks maybe if they'll see each other again, like in the afterlife and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not as yeah. horrible as I remember it as a teenager, but <laughs> okay. I'm well, not rushing good. out to reread any of Hawthorne's work. Yeah, I I see that. Yeah. Especially not during summer. This is not the time. Yeah. Very wordy. <laughs> um, do you have a book drink? Oh, God. No. <laughs> I don't know. What do Puritans drink? Something fiery? Something brimstone? I'm sure there's like a fire and brimstone fire, cocktail. Fire and brimstone drink. Oh, there is. Okay. Let's see here. We'll go with the first one. It is two slices of jalapeno. Oh, boy. Uh, Dill. I don't know what this is. Um, Triple sec liquor infused with Earl Grey tea. All right. Orange bitters. Agave. And Del Magui. Vita uh, Mezcal. Oh, I don't like fucking mezcal. Yeah, I was gonna so, say I think I've had that once and not a fan. Uh-uh. I got a um, it was last I, I think it was like almost a year ago tomorrow because tomorrow is my friend George's birthday and I'm pretty sure I did this at his birthday last year. Um, we went to this bar and I got a drink that I really like and I was like, oh, let me be adventurous and try this old fashioned made with mezcal that's on the menu because I like old fashions and I was like, I like tequila. I've never had mezcal and it. <laughs> Basically, the table spent the rest of the time because I made everyone else try it. Like, this kind of tastes like butt. <laughs> like, no one liked it. <laughs> yep. And um, so, that's the so I never ordered that again. And then fast forward to a few weeks ago, went out to another bar with George and Nicole that we had not been to. And we're basically celebrating me getting the new job. And Nicole's like, let's do shots. It's like, okay. So the guy comes over and she says... Um, the two of us, just the two of us, because Chris and George didn't want them, uh, want to do shots. You pick us. You surprise. Give us a good something good from the bar. He comes back and he's like, this is a blah, 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 mezcal. And did you think you're really going to like it? And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's of, one. All the things at the bar. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, this though. One. They put some type of lemon in it. It wasn't that bad. So this one is more of like a Halloweenish one, which I guess Salem Witch Trials, Puritan Days. We'll go with that. Yes. Uh, apple cider, Tennessee mm-hmm. whiskey, fire cinnamon mm-hmm. whiskey. Okay. One apple cored and thinly sliced. Okay. Orange cinnamon sticks and orange peels. Even that's not got enough kick for me. Yeah. I, I'm like looking for one that like you set on fire, but it's right. Good. I mean, get like a scorpion bowl. It comes with 151 yeah. on fire in the middle. <laughs> I feel like there's you really like could a, set anything on fire if you wanted to. That's very true. I feel like there's a cocktail with or like a shot with Dr. Pepper that they set on fire. What? Dr. Pepper's fire. Is it fireball? Oh, flame. Is it flaming pepper? Yep. Okay. Here's the final verdict of flaming Dr. Pepper shots. Okay. I like Dr. Pepper. Oh, good God. Yes, I am 21. Thank you. Oh, God. I am over 21. Go away. I just want to see the content. Here we go. Fucking websites. Um, please have the fire extinguisher handy. <laughs> Fill a pint glass halfway with beer. Amaretto. Oh, then add an amaretto to a shot glass and top it with rum. Then set the rum on fire and carefully drop the shot glass into the beer. Carefully. 
make this at a bar and don't make it at home, please. So yeah, okay. the, you set the rum on fire, drop it in, it'll hopefully burn out and not burn all up. Makes me nervous. I probably wouldn't get the guts to set anything on fire in my home or anywhere. Yeah, no. Like I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember if this was banned from our bar because someone did it and it caught fire somewhere else, like at a, a chain, or if I'm thinking mm-hmm. of a TV show. Hmm. But it's definitely 151 proof rum, amaretto, and a beer. Okay. I support that. All right. Cool. Don't do it at home, please. <laughs> so alert. <laughs> I'm glad revisiting it wasn't as bad as <laughs> I might have thought it would be. I honestly am like, ah. Like, I didn't. I know I'd mentioned, I think it was Fahrenheit 451. I never finished. But I just remember hating it so much that I was like, ah, oh, let's just see what Megan's got for a book that <laughs> she didn't finish or didn't like. <laughs> see, I was hoping that but you maybe... would have one too, but you know what? <laughs> maybe it's it won't okay. be so bad. But okay, so maybe next time if we do this challenge again or if we have this somehow, we'll do Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> we'll make it work. And I mean, at the very least, Michael B. Jordan's in the TV show slash movie that I yeah, guess was really bad. Yeah, I can but... reward, my, reward myself with more of him, I guess, at the end. Yes. There you go. So before we get into what we're doing next for the podcast, do you know what you're reading next that's not for the podcast? That is an excellent question. I'm going to just really quick, if you're to the point where you're like, hey, I don't have a ton of audiobooks, um, don't add to them because like I added two and then suddenly I got like 20 in. I don't even oh, know what all is, even audiobook wise I have. So... Yeah, I think I'm going to do Slay next because I was talking to um, a friend of mine who's a teacher about if it would be good for students to be taught for middle school. And um, so now I really want to read it to get it like a good feel on it. Um, so nice. Slay by Brittany Morris. Um, it is set to come out in late September. It is a YA book about a um, black girl who created like an online um multiplayer game that i think mm-hmm. is supposed to be loosely based on wakanda um oh. and then and like nobody knows that she's the creator of it and then a teen gets murdered in another city mm. and it starts a media of like is this propaganda you know all this other thing so i'm very curious um and really excited like the acknowledgements or yeah there's like a dear reader page and mm. that was enough to make me cry so i was like you know what oh i am here for this yeah Nice. So, actually, really you? quick, because you said YA, um, I didn't pick. So, Providence, you have to request the books because the library is still under construction. Mine, this one apparently is found in the YA section, which I also would not have realized. Okay. Or thought that Scarlet Letter would have been in the YA section. Yeah, I, my guess is probably because it's a school book. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they're really trying to get teens to read classics, but I don't know. Yeah. I agree, it shouldn't be in the YA section. But what are you going to be reading next? That's a very good question. Um, I kind of want... Do I want to do an audiobook? Or a physical book that I can bring back and forth? That... To work. It may be time for you to get an e-reader. Yeah. I mean, I have my Kindle. And I think I might have at least one on there that I haven't read. But I think I'll stick with the physical because I think I might have said this on a, a previous one and I did not read it. I didn't get it get to it um 
during the 24 and 48 because that Inca book is like, it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think I will do Paddle Your Own Canoe by Nick Offerman because I really want to finish that. Or start it and finish it. (laughs) Yeah, I have ten. Yeah. I have nine audiobooks from the library right now. Oh, I got it. From my little, or not little because I have so many. My credits from Audible, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, okay. I only have six left that I downloaded. Like I went on a mass downloading spree before I actually canceled just to be sure that I was able to use everything and it's here. Yeah, I have nine from the library. Um, I have on my Audible, I think I have like three or four um, from when I had an Audible membership that I never mm-hmm. got around to reading. Um, and then I use Libro now. It's Libro.fm, mm-hmm. which okay. if you are someone who is interested in Audible but don't want to support Amazon, Libro, you can choose the indie bookstore that you can oh, support. Cool. So every time you make a purchase from it, it supports a local your local indie bookstore of choice. So I use it to support my favorite um, uh, YA and children's bookstore in New York City. So I have actually to the point, because I've never kept a membership longer than a couple months, because usually the library is enough for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like helping out indie bookstores. Um, so I actually have a running like saved list of books that I want to get. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I got a couple. I just got Joe Hill's The Fireman. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I got to add Joe Hill to my list. <laughs> yeah, we need to figure out a way to work him in. Um, yeah. And then I have Furious Hours by Casey Sepp, which is like related to Harper Lee in some court case. So highly recommend. Nice. So yeah. But the only book I plan on reading for sure is Slay. I'm sure I'll read okay. more. Okay. But... <laughs> And then for the podcast, next on our challenge list is a book that was not originally written into English that has been translated into English. And we went with 100 Years of Solitude or Cien Años de Soledad by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Because we are crazy. Yeah. I had to request that from the library. I know. I was just looking to see how many pages is this book? (laughs) 417 yep i mm. oh apparently my mother recommended this book to me on goodreads ages ago she read this what year did she read this i don't know what year she read it it's not showing up 2014 and her review is five stars magical okay i mean i don't get super descriptive i just put my stars as well <laughs> <laughs> i just laughed because she doesn't it. she doesn't usually put a description either so this one's going to be, for some reason, I thought we were doing, um, I guess, Life in the Time. I, it's got another one that I think is smaller than I thought we were doing. But I am ready oh. because I have not read any more Kez. Yeah. But he's been on my list forever. Same. So this is going to be super fun and probably difficult, but I'm here for it. Cool. All right. Um, and then maybe we stop doing school time in summertime. Yeah, we really have been. That was so so not intentional maybe we can pick a little more fun one for the next one yes yes not to say these aren't fun but like right maybe a little less yeah at the end of the year i would not be surprised if like the book that i liked the least that we did was um scarlet letter Mm. yeah yeah Ooh, we should at the end of the year try to pick a favorite we should Ooh, it's gonna be so hard although we did we queen of the damned i forgot about that oh Mm -mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that will be fun to consider right. at the end of the year. So yeah, let's pick a, a top like what we like the most and what we did not like yeah. the most. <laughs> cool. All right. So you sure on that one that you don't want to switch to another one by him? No, this will be fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So again, in two weeks, you can join us for our translated book, 100 Years of Solitude. And in the meantime, oh, and in the meantime, you can also find us on all the social media. But before I do that, Megan, where can people find you besides here? Uh, you can find me on my blog that desperately needs updating. Um, every time I have to go take a test, everything falls off. But uh, it is meggriffin.com. That's Meg with two G's. And it links to all my book reviews, anything that I'm ranting about, all my social media and all the podcasts that I do. So, nice. How about you? For me, you can find us here and we are at JBC Podcast on all of the social media. And then we do also have the Facebook page, a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. So again, join us in two weeks for our translated book. And in the meantime, keep supporting your local libraries.